I'm Alexa Lauren, and welcome to my podcast, Heart of a Seeker. It's nice to be back. I did take a break. I wanted to refresh, renew my spirit, take some time off, reflect in order to bring new content to you guys. I do want to pick up where we left off talking about the topic of peace, which was the last episode I released. If you have not heard it, go ahead and check it out. It's called Seek Peace. This episode is actually going to be from a different perspective and something I've felt the Lord speaking to me, and it's about the world's peace. And we'll dive into it in just a minute, but I want to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for your love, your kindness, and mercy. Thank you that you are a good, loving Father. May you give us wisdom and peace, Father God. When we listen to this word today, may it take root in deep soil in our hearts. May you continue to give us strength. May you give us a renewed hope, a steadfast spirit. May we continue to seek your face and know you, Father God. May we begin to strengthen our relationship with you daily. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So like I said, I'm excited to be back. I feel energized. I feel ready to share this message that has been stirring in my spirit for the last week. And recently, God brought this scripture to my mind, and it's John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So the main part of the scripture that I want to start with and focus on is, it says, I do not give to you as the world gives. And when I read that, it says that he's leaving us his peace, but he does not give us peace as the world gives us, meaning that the world does present a peace to us. The world does give us what we think is normal, what we think is peace. But really, sometimes that looks like chaos, toxicity. It looks like just disrespect, disregard. It it very much is the opposite of God's peace. And what happens is we are so used to the world's peace that God's peace seems so foreign that it it makes us afraid. It makes us want to push away and run away. And it, it makes it hard for us to receive God's peace and his love. And so I really want to kind of dive in with this perspective today about what I feel God has been teaching me and also how we can try and overcome these feelings when they begin to attack our spirit and our mind. And I love how the end of this scripture uh, wraps up. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Meaning we're going to go through things in life. We're going to be, sometimes we're going to want to feel anxious. We may want to feel overwhelmed. We may want to push away what God is trying to do because we are afraid of the unknown because we don't know. And so I really love this verse in John 14, 27, and I'm going to read it another time. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So let's go ahead and break this down further. I want to read Romans 12 too. 
Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What does that mean? Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, we are so used to the toxic cycles. We're so used to disrespect at times. We get so used to having our boundaries crossed. We're used to people trying to manipulate one another. And because we begin to learn these patterns, we learn how to cope and deal with them. We begin to learn to accept them as normalcy when they're not. And we know they're not, but unfortunately, our mind becomes wired to believe this is okay and that this is normal. I am going to insert this little disclaimer. I am not a mental health professional. Uh, Everything I share on this podcast is from my personal experience. I also actually do work with a therapist, and I also do believe in seeking wise counsel and allowing other people to help you. You don't have to go through this life struggling by yourself, worrying about the stigmas of what the people might think or what the world might think, but I truly am a a big advocate on mental health and getting the help that you need to be able to renew your mind and to be able to hear another perspective because sometimes it's hard to renew our minds when all we know is all the things we've been taught over the years and the way we've been conditioned. So with that being said, going back to this verse in Romans, It goes on to say, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do we renew our mind? One way that I have renewed my mind over the years, outside of going to counseling, working with therapists over the years, uh, the word of God. God has truly transformed my life. I began seeking God when I was 19 years old. uh, Not wholeheartedly, I was still... I still felt like I was young and wanted to live my life however I wanted. And I do have another podcast that kind of goes into my testimony a little bit. But at 21, I decided to get baptized and I actually went to ministry school for almost a year. And I was taught at that school, just the books of the Bible, how to understand it, how to hear from God, how to pray. And over the years, I would seek God and I would I developed a daily prayer life where I would speak with him and pray with him, pray to him. And I would read the word of God because in order to hear from God, we need to know what the word of God says, which is full of wisdom and guidance and advice. And so as I continued to read over the years, scriptures would be um, ingrained in my mind and I would sometimes be talking or thinking and a scripture would pop into my head like the one I started with earlier today. And in order to begin to renew my mind, I had to begin to think differently and I had to continue to rewire my mind because we've all been through different things in life. All of our stories are different, but I've had to learn to rewire. And there are times sometimes I'm triggered to these past feelings and thoughts. uh, And I don't even realize that when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. I might be having a conversation with someone and they might say something that triggers a past feeling. And sometimes it causes some anxiety or some fear because my mind tells me this is familiar. This is 
what I'm used to. And so I tend to pull away and draw back due to my experiences in life. And so when I read Romans and it says to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve God's will. So sometimes we're missing the will of God for our lives because we're so lost either in our past or our present, but unable to move forward because we're drawing from our past experiences instead of realizing, okay, what can I learn from what I've been through? Where did I maybe serve a role? You know, what could I have done differently? Or maybe I couldn't control what happened to me, but what can I take from this? And I remember years ago when I came to live with my dad when I was 12 years old, my dad gave me some really good advice that stayed with me till this day. I remember I would cry every single day because I missed my mom. And in that moment, my dad told me one day, like, hey, come here, let's talk. And while we were chatting, I was just really sad. And he's like, Alex, you cannot be sad. Like, you cannot be crying forever. Like, this is not healthy for you. And a little background on my dad. My dad's mom passed away of cancer when he was actually 11 years old. And he actually was um, sent to live with his older siblings. And so he really didn't have maybe your typical childhood. He grew up probably quicker than most people did. So I really took my dad's advice because in a way you could say, well, he had it worse than you, right? He loses his mom when he's 12. His dad sends him to live with his older siblings. His older siblings are trying to live their own life. So he didn't maybe have the security that some children do have that maybe have both their parents or have at least one of their parents physically present at all times. So when he told me this, I was very receptive because I knew my dad's history and his background. And I knew he wasn't just telling me this to sugar-coated and try to make me feel better, but that he was speaking from a place of his own past hurt and pain and that he didn't want to see me go through that as well. So he told me, you need to replace that negative cassette in your mind, which hopefully most people know what a cassette is, but if you don't know what a cassette is, it's there used to be these stereos that you would have to actually put like this little box in that had um, tape in it which was like kind of similar to film and it had music on it. So you had to like insert it into this boom box and play it so you could hear the music. So my dad was like, you need to remove the negative cassette and you need to replace it with a positive cassette. He goes, you're going to go through things in life, Alex, that are going to be difficult, but you can always learn something from everything you go through. And there may be things that you go through because of your choices and there might be things that you couldn't control. But at the end of the day, you need to always pull the positive out of everything that you can. And to be honest, my dad was one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. Still to this day, even though he's no longer with us, he honestly gave some of the best advice. I got a little emotional there, but Talking about the things my father taught me, I'm very thankful that he instilled so much wisdom into his children from a very young age. And that's a lot of the things I carry with me till this day are the words 
my father shared with me, which makes me think of our Heavenly Father who has given us His Word so that we could have a better life, a life of peace, a life of abundance. But in order to access that life, we have to learn to submit the things that we thought was normal at the feet of Christ and ask God to heal our hearts, to renew our spirit, to give us hope again, and to be able to see things from His perspective and see what His will is and not so much basing it on our past experiences, whether good or bad. In John sixteen thirty three, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So even though the world tries to offer this, this false sense of, of peace, and one thing I've been hearing some of the pastors preaching lately is the word counterfeit, this counterfeit this piece that is a counterfeit piece. It's not true peace. It's a piece that is fleeting. It's a piece that leaves us empty and broken. It's a piece that we are pulling from out of pain and despair, but not out of true calmness. It's not out of tranquility. It's not out of love. It's out of despair and confusion because that's all we've ever known. And that's what feels familiar. And if we continue to allow ourselves to pull from what's familiar and not step into the unknown and allow God to walk us through, we're going to continue to struggle with feeling uneasy, feeling overwhelmed, running from things that might actually be good for us because we want to believe it's probably a place of danger or a place of insecurity or a place of anxiety, a place that we are afraid to go because we're not sure what it might lead to. So instead, we shut down and we pull away. And so what I love is in John 16.33, he's saying, I have told you these things, the things that he has shared through his word, the things that he has tried teaching us. He tells us so that in him we can have his peace, which is love, patience, it's kindness, it's gentleness. That's the true love of God. That is what brings us peace because we know that he wants what's best for us, that God doesn't want to harm us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that he has plans to give us hope and a future to prosper us, not plans to harm us. And so when he says, even in this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. He has overcome the world, meaning God has given us access to know him, access to understand things from a different perspective, an area that we can renew our mind and learn new things and not continue pulling from the past. In John 8, 12, it says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You may say, what does that mean? What is this scripture saying? And what it's saying is, God is the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, meaning those that choose to seek God's wisdom, to seek God's counsel, to read his word, you will be able to identify things differently. Because remember, we just said that we would be able to know God's will. Well, how are we going to know God's will? By getting in his word, by seeking God first, by reading, by praying, 
by asking God to give us the ears to hear and to be able to truly understand what it is we're reading. Because I know so many times we might read scripture and not fully comprehend what it is we're reading. And something I used to do and I still do to this day is I'll be like, okay, God, speak to me. Please help me understand what it is you want to speak to me today. And so wherein it says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. The reason you won't walk in darkness is because you will be more aware of the things of God and his wisdom that what looked normal to you at one point, what looked familiar to you at one point, what the world once offered you as peace will no longer be peace. You'll identify that as something that is harmful for you or something that is not God's will for you. And you're going to begin to walk in a different place. You're going to begin to walk with a different authority and a different vision because you're now going to know what it is God's will is for your life. You're no longer going to find pleasures in the things that you once did. Over time, your heart begins to change. Your mind is now renewed. And so you now begin to desire new things. Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on this earth. The more we begin to see God's truth. It says, there's another scripture in the Bible that says, and the truth of God will set you free. And in order to be set free, we need to learn what is true and not continue to believe the lies of the enemy. And I know sometimes people may say, well, this happened to me and why would God allow this? Well, honestly, first off, we live in a, in a fallen world and the Bible clearly tells us this is why it's important to read the word, that the enemy, Satan, comes to rob, kill, and destroy. God's not here to destroy us or kill us or to ruin our lives. If anything, he sent his son to give us an abundant life. And the other thing that I also tell people is, are you suffering consequences due to your choices or also because of lack of knowledge? Because there's another scripture that says, for lack of knowledge, the people perish. So when we get to a point where we're tired of the way things have played out in our lives, though we may be a victim, we can't stay a victim. We have to eventually look at the situation and be like, what can I learn from here? I could stay here and continue picking the same kind of people to be around. I could continue staying here and keep allowing the same disrespect. Or as I seek God and allow him to heal my heart, and open my mind, I will no longer tolerate certain behaviors. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to pray for people. It doesn't mean that I'm going to hold bitterness against people. If anything, I'm going to extend forgiveness, but that does not mean I have to allow people to have direct access to me anymore. And it was through this very personal experience that I learned this in my own life. I was very much a people pleaser. I was always trying to make people happy. And instead of focusing on what God was calling me to do, I cared more about what that person might say, or if I was going to disappoint them, or if they were going to judge me, or if they were going to expose me because I wasn't a perfect human being. And I was so overwhelmed and consumed with the things of this earth, and I wasn't setting my mind on the things above. And it wasn't until I finally decided to work on myself and allow God to renew my mind and restore my mental health. And he continues to restore it because it's been years of things of wrong thinking and teachings that I've had a break and I've had to relearn over the years and still to this day. But one thing I can guarantee you is when I began 
to seek God and I began to walk away from toxic situations and not continue putting myself in them, I began to find peace. I began to realize the root of my anxiety was people-pleasing. The root of my anxiety was caring more what people thought than what God had called me to. And now I'm at a point in my life where I protect my peace at all costs. And as I mentioned, if you haven't listened to the last episode, it's called Seek Peace. But today I wanted to talk about the world's peace, the false counterfeit peace that is not the peace of God, that actually is the complete opposite of what God wants to give us. And so I pray this message really encourages you. I pray that you really ask God to show you his peace and to give you a heart that is receptive because we can pray and talk about things all day, but if we don't have an open heart to receive, even if it doesn't feel natural, even if it doesn't feel what we think is normal, I pray that we have hearts that want to know what God's will for our life is. And I pray that you would have the ears to hear this message, that it would take deep root in your heart and that you would be encouraged and know that God really does love you and wants what's best for you. And if you've never been able to experience or you don't know how to talk to God or how to pray or how to hear from Him, I do have a free ebook called 30 Days of Prayer, Bye Bye Anxiety, and I do have a little download, I think, on the website, I'm Alexa Lauren, that talks about how to pray, some steps to pray, and I really encourage you to read the Word. If you're brand new and you've never even opened a Bible, I would definitely encourage opening up Proverbs and reading one Proverbs a day. There's 31 Proverbs. You can do that every month, and Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So it's really a great place to start. And before I even read, I would just say, God, please give me wisdom, give me the ears to hear, and give me understanding. Allow me to understand what I'm reading. And sometimes you might have to read it a few times, but eventually you're going to begin to really see what it is God is wanting to minister to your heart and spirit. And we all can have a relationship with God. It says that, and Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And if we believe that he died and was rose again, that we would have eternal life. And by confessing that we want him to be part of our life and that he did die on the cross for our sins. And I believe if you make that confession, you will know God, that he will begin to speak to you because it says that Jesus left us his Holy Spirit and his Holy Spirit is a counselor. So when we read the word of God, he begins to minister to us and speak to us through his Holy Spirit. So I pray that this message encouraged you. If you are on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, my handle is I'm Alexa Lauren. Let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Father God. Thank you for this message. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy. Thank you for your peace, Father God. May you reveal to us the areas in our lives that are not your desire for us. And may you begin to make us aware of your will for our lives. May we be open to receive from you. May we be open to hear from you. And what we hear, may it take root. And may we understand what it is you want to speak to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And if you're on Instagram or TikTok, make sure to stay in the loop. I try to do weekly prayers of encouragement, scriptures. I try to post stories daily to just keep you guys 
motivated until our next podcast, which is weekly every Wednesday. Have a great week, guys.